You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. Coming to you from Hobart, Tasmania, and we're on 87.6, 87.8 and 88.0 on the FM dial. Today we have Raiko Celic joining us uh, from Burnie, and he will be continuing his series on 3MJ, the movement, message and mission of Jesus. Welcome, Raiko. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm a little tired, as we were just saying a bit earlier uh, it's been a big week, but uh, yeah, all good. Now, uh, Raika, how's your week been so far? Yeah, also a little bit tiring. Um, good. There's, there's a few things that I need to do, but uh, you know, all, all through that, I'm still praising the Lord. Yeah, that's the way. Uh, did you get much of a holiday on Monday, the Queen's uh, birthday holiday? A, a little bit. I, I did work a little bit. I had to catch up on a few things, but uh, no, I had a pretty relaxing day that day. Uh, good, good. Uh, I also had to do the program on Monday, so um, uh, yeah. And David Leo, that, that was a that was a great study there. I, I always enjoy my time with David, and as uh, every morning with all of the presenters. So um, now, previously, Raiko, you shared that you grew up in Sydney, but you spent some time in South Korea and Taiwan. Um, but I'm going to ask you a question now. I hope you've thought about this. Um, if you could choose any place on earth to live, where would it be and why? Mm, that's a pretty tough question. <laughs> I, I really enjoy different cultures and I, I did go, um, my wife and I did go to Los Angeles a few years ago, back about three years ago. And sometimes uh, I wouldn't mind ex- kind of living in the in in the United States for a little while, just kind of getting the sense of culture. But the the US is so diverse mm. and uh, kind of like Colorado, the scenery. I mean sometimes you see these things but uh, when you go and live there maybe it's way too cold. Um so yeah, I wouldn't mind just exploring the United States a little bit. Uh I, I usually joke and say, well if I ever get a pastoral call to the Hawaiian conference I'll probably uh take that straight away too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to I actually really enjoyed my time there at uh on the particularly the island of Kauai it was a, a beautiful uh island with lots of greenery and uh but nevertheless we live in a very beautiful place down in Tassie here as well even though right at the moment mm-hmm. we've in, t- in in southern Hobart I know up in uh, in the north it's been beautiful weather over the weekend but uh, we've had a bit of rain down here lately so Anyway, um, yeah. You uh, let me add this. Let me add this because I usually tell people that Australia is the promised land. Yeah, and Tasmania is the Apple Isle of the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Um, now our show number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Maybe I can ask our listeners to text in. Where's Where's your favourite place? If you could live anywhere on Earth. Uh, text us in a message zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Where would you live and why? Uh, now, Raiko, we've been studying the final week of Jesus' ministry, and uh, today we're at a place which is titled in the Bible, "Render to Caesar," uh, Matthew twenty-two. And uh, but before we get into that, um, do you want to just recap where we've come from? Yeah, last time we talked about the parable of the wedding feast. There was a king, and he prepared a wedding for his son. And the king there represents God the Father. The son represents Jesus Christ. And remember, Jason, there were a number of invitations that were given out. 
Um, there yeah. were four. Yeah. And you had these invitations, and really this invitation was to the gospel, to accept the gospel. And with the first invitation, it was um, only with the second invitation that there was a call. The first one was kind of like, well, I'm getting married in three months. I'm just sharing that in passing. But then the second invitation was more the formal one where you, you would send a letter or a card in the case Back then, 2,000 years ago, you would send out your servants. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, the formal invitation. So with the second invitation, the servants were sent out, and there was a call to come. And then with the third uh, invitation, there was a call again. And then with the fourth invitation, there was a call. And all of these invitations represented something. The first invitation was where you have the Old Testament prophets and God's messengers, uh, this was an invitation to the Jews to accept the gospel, the good news, the Messiah is coming. But as a nation, they really didn't want to accept that call, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And, and then God is so gracious and merciful that with the second invitation, it represents Jesus when he was on earth and his disciples inviting the Jews. And uh, yeah, I think it was with the second or third invitation where, you know, one's busy, one has to take care of his farm. And, and that's what happens sometimes. People say, I'm busy and I can't. Uh, um, yeah, I don't have time for church or the gospel or for Jesus or for God. And then the third invitation was uh, after the uh, resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, uh, after his death, where you have the apostles going out and, and the disciples in the book of Acts all the way until the stoning of uh, Stephen in AD 34 in Acts chapter 7. And after that, uh, the invitation is to all, which includes you and me, which is the good news. But then there was also the wedding feast that took place, and there was a person that came there without the wedding garment, and the wedding garment represents the righteousness of Christ. And uh, this person who came without the wedding garment, it was about his righteousness, not Christ's righteousness, and our righteousness is like filthy rags. Mm. Now, if you want to listen to all of that in a lot more detail, um, Raiko's done a brilliant job of summarizing that in just a few minutes. Um, you can go back to our website, faithfm.com.au, or just search for Faith FM Australia, and uh, you can listen under the Listen menu to our past episodes. You can also find our program, uh, Schedule Tassie Encounters, um, and find the past episodes, or the Faith FM app on your phone as well. Right, so Raiko, today's topic, Render to Caesar. It's time to get into it. Yeah, let's have a short prayer before we begin. Dear Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, that you love us. I just pray that uh, today we can understand uh, uh, this uh, this message, this presentation, and uh, help us, Lord, to apply this in our personal lives. And uh, Lord, uh, we love you because the Bible says you first loved us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's open our Bibles first to Romans chapter 13. So even before we get into Matthew chapter 22, let's go to Romans chapter 13. Who wrote the book of Romans, Jason? I'm guessing Paul, the apostle. Yep. Yep. And now let me ask you a, a really tough question. Do you know around what time period? Ah, uh, Look, I'm guessing it must have been not too long after the death of Christ. I don't know, maybe... 30 to 60 years or 30 to 
yeah, maybe 20, 30 years after Christ or maybe even before then. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> You're giving such good, safe answers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, uh, the, the book of Romans was written around the mid-50s or mid-50s uh, to late-50s, around 57, 58, 80. So you were right. It was about 30 years, about 25 years after Jesus' um, ministry here on earth. And uh, we're going to talk about the Roman Empire and taxes. And before we get into Jesus, you know, kind of sometimes we will talk about Jesus first because Romans was written after. But let's talk about what Romans says and then we'll go back to Jesus. And can you read Romans 13 verse 1? Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Wow. It says here, let every soul, that means every life, be subject to who? Governing authorities. Oh, I never knew the Bible says that. <laughs> Some yeah. people might say that. Yeah. And, and this is civil authority. And this is, we're talking here about the Roman Empire. Mm. You know, this really, this, this strong empire. And God also, it says here, uh, they exist and are appointed by God. So God allows these civil authorities to exist. Mm. Now, we always have to keep in mind God's authority comes above the civil authority. Mm. Well, let's continue reading. Verse 2, please. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Verse 3, I'll read that. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. So here it says, do you want to be unafraid of the authorities? In other words, let's just a quick application for today. Um, you do not want to uh, cross over the red light. Um, you want to keep to the speed limit. And praise God that we do have civil authority, right? Mm. They're there for our good. Verse 4, can you please read? For he is God's minister for you, to you for good, but if you do evil, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. So civil authority can administer judgment. Mm. And here it says, for he is God's minister. And you go, what? God's minister like he's a pastor? No. The word minister here can be translated like a servant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, verse 5 says, therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience sake. Verse 6, please. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due taxes. Sorry, I kept reading. Taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Sorry, Riker, I, I stole the last verse from you. <laughs> all good, mate. Uh, notice here it says in verse 6 um, about paying taxes, right? Yeah. And in verse 7, what's the first word of Romans chapter 13, verse 7? It is render. Render, right? Mm. Render. Keep that in mind because this episode is entitled Render to Caesar, and that word render will appear in Matthew chapter 22. Now, before our break, let me ask you a question, Jason. Yeah. Do you enjoy paying taxes? Look, you know, taxes are a necessary uh, part of life, and I think that they go in general to good causes to pay for our schools and education and roads and hospitals. So I don't have a big problem with paying taxes, but I know many people really do have difficulty paying taxes or they, they have an objection to paying taxes. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know who Benjamin Franklin was? Uh, he was the uh, he was an inventor in the U.S. Is that right? Or am yeah, I wrong? He was one of the. <laughs> or is he, he, one, he of was the, one of the founding founding, founding fathers, fathers of in, the U.S. I thought yes. he was an inventor, but no. <laughs> oh, maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you're, you're teaching me. I, I need to look it up. Uh, but here, he wrote a letter in 1789 to a person by the name of Keen Baptiste Leroy. And this is what he wrote. Our, our new constitution, he's talking about the government of the U.S., is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death, and taxes. Yeah, that's it. And uh, with with my next paycheck, I usually get paid on a fortnight every Wednesday. Hey, you know that uh, I'm, uh, there's going to be a little bit of tax that's going to be taken out. It's interesting. I looked up some statistics in the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, for the 2019 to 2020 financial year. Um, the taxation revenue collected here in Australia was $552 billion. Wow. And th- that is $8 billion less than the previous financial year, but that is because of COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also looked up uh, the personal income tax in 2020. The highest income earners uh, in Sweden paid a whopping 57.19%, yeah. making it the highest tax-paying country in the world. That's just crazy, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> But I do want to I do want to praise the Lord for one thing before we go for the break. And yes, we do pay taxes. There are people out there who are not satisfied. But praise God, I do believe sincerely that we do live in the best country in the world. We have things like Centrelink. We have things like Medicare, um, where it does really help our nation. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to go to a break. Uh, Somebody's messaged in to say, I love living right here where I am because God put me here. And that was from Stephen from New South Wales. So thanks, Stephen, for texting in. Um, This first song, Above All, is by Michael W. Smith. And uh, it's a beautiful song. talks about God's authority, but also what God has done for us.
Michael W. Smith with Above All. Welcome back to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're speaking with Riker Chelich. And we've been talking about taxes, paying our taxes. And uh, just if you want to look this up, this is in Matthew chapter 22. We're about to go to right now. So, Riker, let's get into the next part on Matthew 22, verse 15, I think it is, isn't it? and 16. Yeah, 15 and 16. Yep. Uh, you want me to read that? Yes, please. Yeah. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in his talk, and they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth. Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. We're going to spend a bit of time on these two Bible verses. First of all, in verse 15, it says, it talks about the Pharisees. And the Pharisees are these Jewish religious leaders. You had the Sadducees as well. The Pharisees were more, as you would say, more on the conservative side. They were more uh, on the right side. The Sadducees were more liberal. They were more on the left. And the Pharisees, they wanted to, they made this plot of how we're going to entangle Jesus in his talk, in his speech. And this word entangle, it simply means to ensnare, to entrap. And when you read Mark's account, it mentions there how the Pharisees and the Herodians, they went to catch Jesus in his words. And, and Luke, Luke's account mentions, well, they want to seize him in his words. And this is usually what lawyers do. They want to catch people in their words. Mm. And, and uh, here you have these religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Herodians. They want to really ambush Jesus, more the Pharisees. And uh, the question is why? Well, remember, Jesus had just shared three parables previous to this. The parable of the two sons, the parable of the wicked vine dressers, and the parable of the wedding feast. And these Jewish religious leaders, they were stinged by this. They they were exposed. And now they want to catch Jesus in his words. Mm. And uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever uh, dealt with someone where they're arguing their point? You know that they are wrong, but yet you're maybe not wise enough or smart enough in knowing how to defend yourself? Yeah, I have. I have. Um, it's it's not a good feeling because you, you feel, uh, I guess, vulnerable because you, your words can be twisted and, yeah, it's not good. No, and, and, and you know, my uh, when I got married first, my wife was really good at at, at knowing how to point out her arguments. She's probably not going to be really happy for me saying this, but you know, <laughs> over the years, I, I've learned how to counterattack, and I've become really good. But you know what? She'll probably say to me, "Yeah, whatever, Aiko. That's what you think." <laughs> uh, but you know, on a serious note, Jesus is going to have to deal with things here. And usually, when Jesus was asked a question, he would respond back with a question, and he's going to respond here back partially with a question, but he's also going to give an answer here, and it's really important that he's going to give an answer. In verse 16 here, it says, And they, that's talking about the Pharisees, they sent to him their disciples, 
So think about this. You had Pharisees and they had their, their disciples. disciples. Yeah. Now, do you think these disciples would be older or younger? Than, than who? Than, than they themselves? I guess they yeah. would be younger. Yeah, they would be younger. And, and one commentary says this, this would probably be the uh, theological students at the seminary. Mm. Yeah, you know they're they're starting to be the the future Pharisees and these these leaders of the Jewish nation. Luke mentions that they were spies, mm. and even prior to this, Jesus's ministry is three and a half years, and for the last three years, three and a half years, the Pharisees are sending spies. They're they're observing Jesus Christ. The main aim here, uh, because this story appears not only in Matthew, but also in Mark 12 and Luke 20, we know from Luke's account that the main aim was not just to entangle Jesus, but to really deliver Jesus to the power and authority of the Roman government. Uh, They really want to get rid of Jesus Christ. But here in verse 16, it mentions that these disciples, uh, they were sent to Jesus with the Herodians. And you're like, huh? Who's these Herodians? Uh, and do you know anything about the Herodians? So I'm assuming that's got to do with, uh, was it King Herod or Herod, who was um, the the leader who actually ended up getting John the Baptist executed. Is that the same person yes. we're talking about? Yes, yes, excellent. Because, you you've, you know, I was going to say something because you have the word Herodians. And what word or name do you see in the word Herodians? Herod. It's the word Herod. Yep. And you already made that connection with King Herod. He was uh, king of the Jews. And the Herodians, well, let me just back up. The Pharisees, they were a religious party made up of Jews. Mm. The Herodians were a political party made up of Jews. Jews, And King Herod, he supported Caesar. So Mm -hmm. he comes underneath Caesar. And Caesar, he is, you know, uh, uh, he is part of the Roman government. Mm. So, the Pharisees, they were nationalists. They supported the Jewish nation. But the Herodians, well, they collaborated with Rome. Mm. And the Pharisees and the Herodians, uh, there were big differences among them, just like day and night. But I want you to notice one thing. The Pharisees, they were religious or church, and the Herodians, uh, they were political or Mm. state. And when you put church and state together, how does that usually end up? In history shows us that it doesn't end up very well. No, mm. you, you, usually history shows us persecution, mm, right? That's right. And, and now you have these, uh, and, and the Herodians, even though they were a political party, they were still Jews. They would have believed in God. And uh, they've the Herodians and the Pharisees, they come together. The Herodians were there more to observe how the Pharisees are dealing with this situation. So then they're observing Jesus' answer, how will he answer, and then mm, they could accuse him, and they could see whether if there's any slightest hint of disloyalty to, to the Roman so, government. Yeah, of which case they could then trap him and, and uh, accuse him of... Uh, heresy or against the Romans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I've got a question here, Raiko. You know, when they approach him, teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth, nor do you care about anyone for you do not regard the person of men. It's almost like they're sort of 
um, but buttering him up, as we would say here. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm so happy you, you, you've mentioned this, okay? Because in my notes, I have one word, and that is flattery. Yeah, flattery, that's it. Yep. <laughs> and, and, and you're reading my thoughts. <laughs> and, 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 and flattery saying nice things about somebody or something, making somebody feel, um, you know, really pleased and special. But it's they're really just... You know, what's that word you use? Buttering? Yeah, buttering them up. <laughs> buttering them up. Yeah. You know, they're calling him teacher. I looked up this word teacher, I think it was two days ago, in the Greek. And it's not just oh, rabbi, but it, it's it's more master and doctor, instructor, mm. And, mm. and you are true. Uh, they really didn't mean this. Mm. Uh, you teach the way of God in truth. They really didn't mean this. And uh, here uh, it mentions... At the end of verse 16, um, nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Now, when you read Luke's account, it makes it a little bit more clearer. It means Jesus shows no uh, personal favoritism to mm. anyone. Um, the Pharisees, they hate Jesus because he's disrupting their religious agenda. And the Herodians, they hate Jesus because he's disrupting their political agenda. Yeah, And... Um, in Desire of Ages, on page 601, it says this, They did not send the old Pharisees whom Jesus had often met, but young men, these are the disciples, who were ardent and zealous and whom they thought Christ did not know. These were accompanied by certain of the Herodians who were to hear Christ's words, that they might testify against him at his trial. The Pharisees and Herodians had been bitter enemies, but they were now one in Enmity to Christ. Yeah. So they were in great hatred. That's what enmity means. And, and just a little um, application. What we see here is a little snippet of what's going to happen in the future when we study Revelation 13. In Revelation 13, there's a beast which represents in the Bible a political power or nation. And it also has a blasphemous name. Name there in the Greek is onoma, which means character. It's got a blasphemous character. But what does blasphemy Represent or symbolize in the Bible? Well, according to Mark chapter 2, claiming to forgive sins, and in John chapter 10, claiming to be God. And so there's this religious political power there in Re Revelation chapter 13, and all the world will marvel and follow the beast. And that's a whole nother study for another day. But my point is that church and state will come together again. Now, we need not fear as long as we have Christ in our lives. Mm. Amen. It's time for another break, Raiko. Um, we're going to have a listen to this song, Your Will Be Done. This is by Hoku Clements. I love some of the words, because you are God and you are good, you are righteous, you are truth. Here I am, this is the life I've been given, I'm just one. Out of countless there were and will be But you know each step Every word that is yet to be spoken The length of my life to the moment The very last breath I will breathe And Father
back you're listening to tassie encounters on faith fm with 3mj and Ryko chelich i'm your host jason cook now Ryko, we've been talking about uh well we're about to get into the real the real uh, topic of today which is about paying taxes but we've been talking about how the pharisees and uh their political counterparts were trying to trap jesus yes we've been trying to paint a picture here of what's happening and uh, let's continue with Matthew 22 and verse 17. Can you please read that? Yeah, it says, Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the Australian government? <laughs> Is it lawful? Well, it's absolutely lawful because it's law. <laughs> yes. And, and you can see here they're saying to Jesus, What do you think? Uh, they're really testing Jesus Christ. And it's important that you understand the pharisaical mindset in here. The Pharisees, they were under the Roman Empire, and now they're paying taxes or tribute to a foreign power. And this was contrary to the law of God. And they thought, hmm, we're going to ask Jesus. We want to get his thoughts. We want to catch him. When you read Mark's account, 
um, after it mentions, uh, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Mark records, shall we pay or shall we not pay? And the Pharisees, they would have thought, hmm, well, if Jesus says that we need to pay taxes, then obviously he cannot be the Messiah. And if he says um, we should uh, the opposite, uh, then he would be represented to the Roman authorities as a traitor and a revolutionary. Mm. So, you know, either way, they they were expecting uh, to entrap Jesus Christ. And when they said, is it lawful to pay taxes, it was according to the Jewish System. The Jewish law, yeah. Yeah, the Jewish law. But the Herodians, they collaborated with Rome and they thought, hey, we ought to be paying uh, taxes to Caesar. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting just to know this. When you study the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel, it talks about the rise and fall of kingdoms. You first have uh, Babylon, then you have Middle Persia, then the Greeks came, and after the Greeks, you have the Roman Empire that came along. And they came along in the year 168 BC. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it wasn't till about 63 AD that the Roman Empire took over Judea or Israel. And this was in 63 AD. And about some 60 years later, uh, uh, in, sorry, 63 BC, I think I did say that. In 6 AD, you read how Jews, they were required to pay taxes. Mm. to the Roman Empire. And there were three types of taxes. Uh, You had your land or produce tax, where Romans took one-tenth of all your grain, so that's 10%. You had also where Romans took one-fifth of all your fruit or wine, that's 20%. Then the second type of tax was the poll or head tax. And everyone... um, aged between 14 to 65, had to pay a poll or head tax, which was collected during the time of the census. This amount was a day's wage, which is called a denarius, and it was a silver coin. And then you had the custom tax, and this would have been collected at the ports. And there were tolls and gates for goods and services being transported, and those goods and services would be taxed between 2 to 5% of the value of the goods. Today we have, in Australia, GST. So you can see there's nothing new under the sun, really, is there? It's, it's all pretty much the same. And then on top of that, you also had the Jews had their own tax system, and they called it the temple tax. So if you were a male of 20 years of age and above, you would have to pay what is known as the temple tax. This was used to maintain the temple, and this was half a shekel or two days' work. And you could pay this during the time of the Passover, Pentecost, or the Feast of Tabernacles. And in a similar way, we don't have a temple tax when we go to church today. We pay our tithe, but we also have something called, in in old-fashioned language, it's known as stewardship, or today it's known as also church budget, where you got to pay for the electricity bill of the local church, Mm. Uh, and help out or, uh, you know, you have to pay for the toilet paper too. Mm. Um, it just helps with the costs of the church. So when... We, the, we, we generally call it our offerings. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. And, and so when Jesus was asked a question here, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Commentaries believe that, it w- that the tax he has spoken about was the poll or head tax. And uh, the Jews hated paying taxes to the Roman Empire because this is now showing that you are submitting to a foreign power and it's a bitter reminder that they're not 
having uh, liberty, that they're not free. Mm. And the poll tax was required. It was compulsory by Rome. It was like an existence tax. Mm. In the Roman world, uh, everything belonged to the Caesar. The air that you breathe, it was Rome's air. Uh, the ground that you walked on, this was Rome's ground. Mm. Um, even if you grew veggies and fruit, well, still, that's Rome's. And the Jews, can you see the, the belief of the Jews? It would have been the opposite. Yeah. Because yeah. they would have said, hey, wait a moment. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah. You know, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. And uh, earlier in the beginning, uh, you mentioned uh, how we have our taxes here in Australia and they are used for roads and buildings. And back then it was no different. They would build things and they would use it for pagan temples and you can see how a Jew would not be happy with that mm. and they would uh, the tax would be used for pagan Roman activities and support the Roman occupation and support the Roman lifestyle and other things and uh, Jesus is being questioned here, and he's going to have to answer this question because in some ways, you know, the Herodians are observing, and uh, he could have been seen as a criminal. So he will see he was very wise how he answered. Failure to pay taxes back then could be met with military intervention. And uh, also, they could punish you, they could seize your property, freeze your assets, <laughs> even squeeze your intestines. Um, you could be arrested for tax evasion, anarchy, political rebellion. So, every time the Jews paid their taxes, oh, and they could see on the coin, oh, this is, we're under the Romans, we are not free. And what's interesting is, in this chapter, there are four areas that Jesus Christ is be, going to be questioned on. The first one is, there's a political question. Then he's going to be questioned, as we'll see next time, there'll be a religious question or a doctrinal question. Then there will be an ethical question later on in Matthew 22, and then a personal question about him being the Messiah. Jesus is being questioned, 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 and uh, he's being investigated. And of course, later on, there will be a trial as well, and then Jesus will be um, crucified on the cross. But remember, this is the Passover week. And the Passover is on Friday. And with the Passover, you would find a lamb and you would investigate it and you would inspect it if it's without blemish. And Jesus is going through a similar process. He is the Lamb of God. Mm. Well, it's time to go to another break. I know we've got more to come, but uh, I, I just recall that you mentioned... Um, the wisdom, and you know, it, later in this passage, it actually mentions the uh, the wisdom, and that they were amazed at what he said. Um, our next song is going to be based on that. But before we go to our song, uh, we will share our offer for today, and that's the Desire of Ages. It's a book that you've read from today. The Desire of Ages zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one is the number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And right after the break, we will give you the code for it. But The Desire of Ages is a proven source of inspiration and enlightenment to millions of readers all over the world. And with good reason, for it deals with a universal yearning, the desire for living life to its fullest, with the knowledge that we are here for a reason, that we are loved. So immediately after this song, we will give you the code for the book for today, The Desire of Ages. Let's have a listen to this song, The Perfect Wisdom of Our God. 
wisdom of our God revealed in all the universe. All things created by His hand and held together at His command. He knows the mysteries of the seas, the secrets of the stars are His. He guides the planets on their way and turns the earth through another day. wisdom of his ways that mark the path of righteousness his word a lamp unto my feet his spirit teaching and guiding me I promised the code for our book today, The Desire of Ages, and the code is 3MJ1. Now, this is a book that we've uh, given away before, 3MJ and the number one. Just text that in on its own, no spaces, the, le- the number three, the letters MJ and the number one, to 488 and we will get this book, The Desire of Ages, out to you. Righto, we're on our home stretch and we've got a lot to cover, so we better get into it. 
Right. Uh, verse 18 and 19. Can you please read that for us, Jason? Sure. But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. Hmm. You wanted to say something, Jason? No, I was just questioning whether that's where I needed to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, he perceived, he saw their wickedness. Uh, in Luke's account, it says he perceived their craftiness. And that word craftiness in the original language can also be translated as trickery. He, and he's saying, why are you testing me or why are you tempting me? And he doesn't say, show me the money. He says, show me the tax money. The tax money, yeah. Yeah, the tax money. That means he didn't have it on him. And they brought him a denarius, a, a silver coin. This was a day's work for a skilled laborer. If you were a scribe, you'll get two denarii a day. And uh, Jesus never, he had the multitude around him because there were onlookers and his disciples were there. He never said, well, let's vote on this. Let's see if we should pay taxes or not. Hmm. And then we get into verse 20 and 21. Can you please read that for us? It says, and he said to them, whose image and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And just read verse 22 as well. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. In verse 20, Jesus said, Whose image and inscription is this? So two things on the denarius. The image is the picture, and the inscription, the words. And when you would pick up a Roman coin, on one side of the coin you had usually the Roman emperor or an important person, and on the other side you would have something symbolic, like a temple. And uh, during this time you had uh, Tiberius Caesar. He was the Roman emperor. You can read this in Luke chapter 3. I believe he came to power, it was either in AD 12 or AD 14. He comes to power and on his coin, and you can see this with archaeological evidence, uh, there was a portrait of him on one side, and on the other side, there was his mother Livia. And this is just one of the examples of these coins. And there was also an inscription or lettering where where you had the portrait of Tiberius. It, it mentioned his Tiberius, son of the divine Augustus, or son of God. And keep in mind... With Tiberius, his stepfather was Augustus, and Augustus was seen as a god. And so Tiberius is now the son of God. And on the opposite side of the coin where you had um, uh, Tiberius's mother, Livia, you had a title there, an inscription, Pontifus Maximus. And those who grew up in the Catholic tradition, uh, this is a title that the Pope gives himself. Pontifus Maximus means the person who is the bridge builder, the person who is the chief uh, and represented people to the gods and the gods to the people. The Roman emperor was not only the divine ruler, but also the divine priest. And this is kind of ironic because Tiberius, he's the emperor during this time. He is seen as the son of God. He's seen as a priest. But ultimately, when we read the New Testament, Jesus is the true son of God. Jesus is the true high priest. Mm. And Jesus said, render, right? The word render means to give, mm. to give away or to give back. Now, if you're giving back, it means it's not yours, right? Mm -hmm. And there was two renderings here. What were the two renderings or the two givings here that we see in the Bible? One is to 
give back to Caesar or to render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and the other is to God the things that are God's. Wow, he, he really answered wisely here. Mm. And, and this goes uh, totally in harmony that we read in Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 7. Um, so there's rendering to Caesar, which is a state, and there's also rendering to God or the church. Mm. Uh, and we see, uh, actually, I just want to throw this in as well. In the year AD 66, uh, you have uh, the Jews, they minted their own coin. This really made the uh, Romans upset. And they did it in AD 66, 67, 68, 69, and 70. And guess what happened in AD 70? There was a, a big uh, fight between the Jews and the Romans, and I believe that's when the Romans came in and the temple was destroyed. Right, and the city of Jerusalem was destroyed. And I think we've mentioned uh, parts of this uh, in Sometime in the past, we've mentioned this in these um, uh, radio recordings. Mm. And uh, also, the city of Jerusalem was destroyed. Over a million Jews were killed. And uh, there's so much more I can say about this. But I just, I see our time is running out. And I just want to mention, so we see here that Jesus was questioned with a political question. And um, these disciples of the Pharisees who were really Pharisees and the Herodians, uh, they couldn't, they were marveled at what Jesus said. And in Luke's account, it says, and they marveled at his answer and kept silent. Mm. They couldn't say anything. But the question is, what can we take away from what we've read today? Well, first of all, it does say render or give back to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but it also says render to God the things that are God's. And what belongs to God, Jason? Well, basically everything. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so, everything. Yeah, yeah everything. He, he, he gives it to us. He, uh, he makes it available to us, everything that we have, our time, our life, our health, our money, our, our jobs, everything. Hmm. Everything, right? Excellent. Psalms 24, verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, hmm. the world and those who dwell therein. Psalms 89, verse 11, The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, the world and all its fullness you have founded them. And so... In short, we are God's coinage. We are God's coin. We are made in the image of God. Mm. And, and um, what did Jesus give for us? Um, gave he his gave life. his life, right? He gave his life. And so we owe God our lives and we give back our lives to him because we love him. And on the coin, not only is there an image, but there's also an inscription. We are made in the image of God. Um, and mankind bears his image. But there's also an inscription. And someone said that the inscription is the Holy Spirit lives within us, our lives. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is my, um, you can call it appeal. And that is, let us give back to Jesus. Let us return to him. Give our lives. Dedicate our lives to him. Maybe the listener who's listening um, today, maybe they've already made a decision to follow Jesus. Well, I just want to encourage you, continue to recommit your life to Christ daily. Uh, take up the cross daily. Consecrate your da- lives to God daily. But if you've not given that life to Christ, well, render, give back. Um, all that we have is God's. And uh, the question is, do you want to render and give back to God everything, your life, your means, your time? And I hope you do. Awesome. Thank you, uh, Raiko. That's a, a great summary and uh, some important lessons there for us. 
Uh, just a reminder, our free offer today, the Desire of Ages. You can text in on 0488-880-891-3MJ1. Just the digit three, the letters MJ and the number one. If you text in nothing else, just text in our number, 0488-880-891. We will get that book out to you as soon as we can. And uh, just next week, Raiko, what have you got uh, for us next week? Uh, next week we'll be looking at uh, how Jesus is being questioned with a doctrinal question, and it's about the Sadducees and the resurrection. Okay. And tomorrow's program is uh, Peter Watts, Searching for Certainty, and we're looking at the Jesus myth. Uh, who who was Jesus, really, and uh, was he real? Was he who he says he was? Did he even exist? Uh, so looking forward to that with Peter Watts tomorrow. Uh, now, just remember, if uh, you're listening later, um, not on the live broadcast, you can still text in those codes and you can still text in questions or queries. Thanks for your feedback for this morning and uh, those who have texted in. Uh, we appreciate that. And I just uh, want to leave you with this thought. This is from Proverbs 2, verse 6. For the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and mm. understanding. Mm. So uh, maybe meditate on that in the next day. I hope you can join us again tomorrow with Peter Watts. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, Raiko. God bless you, mate. <laughs>